0: Everybody, and welcome to the show where we talk talkies. It's talking talkies.
1: Oh, good because I'd forgotten. Crisis oh, averted. I, I forgot about that too. Yes, yes, guys. This here is talking talkies. My name is Chris O'Mealy. This here is Dan Peck. A yo yo. And this week we're going to talk about one of the greatest movies ever made. No, it's about the mafia. No, not that mafia movie. Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese's film from 1990, based on a true story about the real Henry Hill, his connections with the mob. Why Goodfellas? Eh, because my birthday was last week, and this is, you know, one of my favorite movies ever, so
0: it just makes sense. And again, I don't get to choose my birthday movies. Until next year.
1: You no, know, watch should be something then, too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right. Um, I'm going to do my best to sum up Goodfellas as good as possible, but this is one of those movies where there's so much to it, you really just have to see it. So I'll do my best to sum up as much of it as I can. And uh, Dan here will do his best to help me out. Because, as you guys know, this was Dan's first time. First time, long time. Hey, he popped his cherry. Oh, God. All right. So the movie starts out with uh, with an event that's happening where you notice that Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, and Robert De Niro are in a car. And there's something in the trunk. So they pull over. And the guy in the trunk is still alive. So they shoot him in the head and kill him. And then of course, before he gets stabbed, the fuck, I was yeah. eating spaghetti. <laughs> yes. And if Henry Hill says the famous line as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And this is basically how this
0: rolls in. This is in. my favorite part of the movie, by the way, the, the growing up
1: stuff. I thought that was freaking
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so Henry Hill is growing up across the street from the shop that's owned by the, God, I can't even pronounce it, the crime family. It is spelled, it is pronounced Lucusi. That makes sense. That's like a failure to my Italian brethren, yeah. But uh, L-U-C-C-H-E-S-E is how you spell it. And yes, they're a real crime family. The Cusy Crime Family. Um, they got this little re- little Italian restaurant across the street, and Henry would hang out there, and he was really fascinated with everything that went on. <clears throat> his family. So he got you know he's getting a job of working at that restaurant, which is great because it's right across the street. But his dad doesn't like it because he's pissed off at the world, you know, because he's got to work. His Dad hard. did
0: like it at first because I was your age when I got my first job.
1: Yeah. But he doesn't like it because you know, he's pissed off at everything. His brother, you know, his sons in a one of his sons is in a wheelchair. He's got to work nine to five, and of course, Henry hasn't been at school in a month. And the house is too damn small. Oh yeah, that scene. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, what's the solution when uh, Henry's dad beats him with a belt because he's not going to school? And Henry they're going to kill his job. dad. Yeah. So instead, they find this mailman and stick his head in the oven and they go, one more letter from that school, it goes to this kid's house, in the oven you go. And that was it. No more letters from anybody. But, you know, and Henry's, Henry's learning learning the ropes here. He's seeing about all these things that are happening, like they're bringing in these fur coats. He's like, what am I going to do with fur coats? Well, I'll put them in the freezer. It's like a, It's like sunny. Like what am I supposed to do with these? And uh, he also learns how to pedal cigarettes. You know, get a truck, set, take these cigarettes. It's a really good
0: setup to the whole life, like. The one thing I really like about this movie versus the Godfather, which I still love the Godfather movies. The Godfather movies are about like what it's like to be the man in, in, you know, in a crime family. But like Goodfellas is like. This is what it's like to be a soldier, and this is the lifestyle you live. It's nicer than your normal person, but it's not that much better, really, if you think about
1: it. It's really not, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, and like I said, it's a controversial opinion, but I do like this movie better than The Godfather. But that's a lot of the reasons why, because it's based on a true story, and it, it shows what the underling parts are like. So, uh, so of course... Um, you know, Henry's explaining how everything worked. They would steal stuff that they wanted, and then they would sell it at, like, half the price, but it was all profit, so it didn't matter. You take a 200 bottle of booze, you sell it for 100, but it doesn't matter. It's all profit. And uh, if the authorities complained, they buy them off. You know, they just show up with two cartons of cigarettes for the cops and some money. They're just like, hey, here you go. Oh, so we get introduced to Jimmy? Because he just oh, yeah. hands out money to everybody. That's all he does. Like, he's slipping he slipped the doorman a hundred bucks just for opening the door. In fact, when he first meets Henry Hill, he shakes his hand and slips him it slips him a twenty, just so he'll keep the drinks coming. Every time he brings him a drink, he slips him another twenty. Yeah, Jimmy the Gent Conway, that's De Niro's character. And of course they also talk about everything that Paulie can do, because he's the capo. So you know, you got, a, you got a problem, you can talk to him, but it's got to be one-on-one, you know? You got. Oh, yeah, to, he doesn't have a
0: phone, so yep. half of the guys in the crew spend most of the day running around telling him stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said he's got, like, two guys that just do phone calls. They <laughs> just wait at a payphone and yep. run back and forth to Polly's
1: house. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's explaining the life in this yeah. opening scene, and then he, uh, he meets Tommy DeVito for the first time, which will grow up to be Joe Pesci, and they start stewing the cigarettes. To be a real asshole. Yes, but he gets pinched, and that's when he learns the most important lesson in life: never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. Which is when he's going to court, and he thought everybody was going to be mad at him for getting pinched, and they're like, "Nah, everybody gets pinched, but you did it the right way. Now you're in." <laughs> Broke his cherry. Yep, he popped his cherry. And he starts, and then, you know, they show him as he gets older and all the other stuff that he's doing. And I like when he goes through the he goes through the really nice Italian restaurant and he's introducing all the guys. And they all have, like, the, the horribly stereotypical names. It was, like, Frankie the Wop. And uh, it was Joey Balls' brother. Hey, I took care of that thing for you. They all saying hi, like, hey, guy, what's going on? And, then, uh, and Johnny two times, we've got that nickname because he said everything twice, like, I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. And they're all one big freaking happy family. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, this is when we really meet Tommy for the first time because he's telling this story. Uh, and, and yeah, this is why the show is not safe for work because we used movies like this it's just, the whole thing is just, ah, you fucking prick, fucking dance. Ah, fuck this prick. Oh, come on, Henry. Come <laughs> Henry. Yeah. Uh, you're you're a really funny. funny guy. What do you mean I'm funny? Like like a clown? Do I amuse you? What's so, what's so fucking oh, you're just funny. funny about me? You're just funny. <laughs> what's so fucking funny about me? Shut the fuck up. He's a big guy. He can speak. It's just the way you tell the story. It's funny. Get out of here! Oh, I almost got him. I almost got the prick. Ah, oh, you really are a funny guy. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> like, and then comes back again like twenty minutes later, <laughs> <laughs> which has to be like you know e- two years later. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, so the whole background here is that uh, Paulie's the Paulie's the boss. Uh, Jimmy, his whole thing, he loves to steal, and Tommy pretty much enjoys killing. Which is the big part of it.
0: Which yeah, he's like the reason why everything that it goes wrong goes wrong. It's all his fucking
1: fault. Yep. It's all his fault. <laughs> so they start talking about this uh, this super nice Italian restaurant. Uh Sonny, Sonny owns it, but he's in trouble. Oh, no,
0: yeah, that was that was really cool because that was when where they were that night where he does the fucking funny thing. And then yeah. he breaks the bottle of wine on the owner's head. And it turns out, really, it was all a ruse to get Polly to own the restaurant.
1: Pretty much, So they yeah. could use it as a front. Yep. Come on, man. I'm, I'm scared. I'm looking over my shoulder. You know, this Tommy guy's out of control. You know, what do you want me to do? Shoot him? It wouldn't be a bad idea. That, that, that silence is like, no, I'm sorry, Polly. That came out wrong. <laughs> and uh, so he goes in as a partner. And then, of course... Now, of course, Sonny can go to him for everything until you can't do it anymore, so you bust a joint out. And, yeah, looks like you're decorating a fucking Christmas tree. And then uh, they're, they're waiting outside to watch the place burn down. They get into that big argument because Tommy's trying to get Henry to, to go on a double date with him because he's trying this to bang this Jew broad. One. Yeah, trying to bang this Jew broad. And she's got to bring a friend. Come on, Henry, I do all these famous people, and they argue so long that they, they don't realize they're supposed to get out of there. Because
0: <laughs> the fire has officially started by now.
1: <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> shit. Say, look what you did, you prick! <laughs> um, but Henry gets a good place at this lifestyle because he arranges this huge armed robbery, the Air France robbery. Oh, really, where, yeah, yeah. It's really Yeah, they're all they're all exchanging money for euros, so they're sending the cash back into the United States and there's, you know, a high six figure amount in these suitcases. And, you know, so there's he, like literally the there's the,
0: the dollars aren't traceable or anything because it's been exchanged. Yeah. And they're just gonna and, exchange uh, it back. Yep. And, and the they guy do it uh, without
1: firing a gun or anything. Yep. And that's the uh so he starts uh he starts taking out his uh, his women to the Copacabana. Now, unfortunately, he stands up Karen on their first date, and they we well, start hearing date. yeah their second <laughs> date yeah Lorraine <laughs> because forget
0: that was the whole thing is that he's roping him in on this double date thing, but he actually he had something to do for Polly that night, so he spent the whole date going shit I gotta get out of here shit I gotta get out
1: of here right <laughs> so. uh yeah, because that was the whole thing. Uh, would you relax? We just got here. But uh, yeah, he stands her up on the second day. She starts telling shit from her perspective. but uh, And I like how she goes to the club and calls him out. But he covers it so well and he's so smooth that he ends up getting another date out of her. And then they end up getting married. Oh, and the wedding's ridiculous because like, everybody's just slipping him, slipping her money. It's like, what am I supposed to do with all these envelopes? Oh, yeah, I met I met all these people who are apparently his cousins and they're
0: all named Polly. Yeah, they're Peter or Paul. And they're and they're all married to Marie
1: and they all and all their daughters are named Marie. <laughs> like the one tweet about this is Paul and Peter. Actually I'm Paul. Oh sorry, I get confused. That's like uh that's like my Italian family. There's like fifty Michaels. That's the that's the family name. Oh, and there's another Michael. I'm like, geez, another one? I already got too many. Yeah, so he's. Uh, I, I love the shot where he takes Karen to the Copacabana because it's all done in one continuous shot from when they oh, first like get out they of the go car. From
0: the, yeah, they go through the kitchen. Yeah, and he says to hi to almost everybody. Hi to everybody, he's slipping
1: everybody money, just like Jimmy would do. Uh, it's it's so good. So uh, yeah, like I said, we're we're not gonna be able to cover everything that happens. Well, I also movie like that the so biggest much. thing
0: I noticed about that is that there's no room in the club for them,
1: but. They bring a freaking table out for them. <laughs> yep. And I like, he walks past the guy. He's like, oh, what about our table? Oh, come on. We're going to do it. Just hold your horses. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> while all this is happening, um, we're, we're learning more about Henry's lifestyle. And we're, uh, and Karen's telling her story about meeting all these, uh, all these Italian broads and everything. But the next big part of the story comes on June 11th, 1970. This is uh, the Gambino crime family. Uh, there's a made man named Billy Batts, who, of course, is played by Frank Benson, who was the, the final villain in The Sopranos. And Billy Bats just wants to bust Tommy's balls because he used to be a shoe shine boy. Well, the, the fight gets out of control. Go Tommy get your shine box. Yeah. Tommy and Jimmy beat him to death and shoot him in the head. <clears throat> and now that they realize he's a made man, they got to cover up the body. So they and drive him up. this is
0: the place that, uh, that Henry is like Henry's front place.
1: Yep. It's like his bar. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, of course, they have to drive the body upstate. And that was the opening scene that you see. But uh, they also have to move the corpse later because Jimmy finds out. God, that they're Jesus gonna- Christ,
0: it's been six months.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're gonna actually. They just, they
0: just sold the land. They're gonna build condominiums. Yes. Um, <clears throat> oh, they also, give him shit because he gets sick, because <laughs> a freaking six-month yeah. dead body. Oh yeah, they're like, "Oh, you're right." He's Henry? been stabbed to fucking to fuck in back.
1: Oh yeah, he gets stomped to death. Really,
0: God. <laughs> but he didn't die. He died from getting stabbed like twenty more times later. And then shot a couple more times.
1: <laughs> yep. Um. So of course Henry's got a mistress named Janice, and uh, Karen finds out about it. trying to threaten him by so putting the, the gun she to his does. head. When she shows up
0: and she's like, and she like gets the phone number for the superintendent. Hey superintendent,
1: you know you have a whore living. In- Yes, and she's just banging on all the buttons, screaming. Uh, but I also like how uh, <clears throat> during this time we start realizing that uh, he's also starting his drug con- his drug connections in Pittsburgh.
0: And this is where the movie ends up becoming a lot like The Godfather, where all the bad shit happens once the drugs start coming in, and the old guard are all against it, and they're fucking
1: right. Yeah, everyone else is like, "Fuck you, old man!" Let's right, ruined pa- everything. Paulie, Paulie, and Jimmy are. Uh, well, Jimmy kind of talks him out of it, but he doesn't say anything because he's a uh, because he's making good money from it. But Paulie's upset about that, and he's also upset about bats going missing because he's a made man, and they're all busting his balls over it but uh <clears throat> they get they get pinched over the drug thing oh no no that's not what that's not what he gets pinched for they uh he goes back to Karen and they do the uh the debt collection from the gambler in Florida, oh yeah. And, but then his sister turns them in, so they get they do uh they each get ten year prison sentences. But of course, like in in jail, it's like friggin paradise. Because for them, it's like a, a nice little a nice little uh, apartment. Yeah, it's like their own little room. Yeah. He and you know he's like you know when the family visits they're sneaking shit in for him. Everybody's talking it, about how they're cooking, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. The prison put them in charge of cooking for all inmates. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, talking nope, about nope, how much them. they're cooking. Like, oh nope, that's for four of them. Yep, and they're all just and they're just sitting there chilling, playing cards. Must be an easy life. But yeah, that's all. That's the thing. He keeps selling the drugs because he's trying to support his family during that time. Because he's not getting any support from the family, right? Because he's uh, in jail. Oh, the other scene I wanted to talk about was like his protection for Karen, where uh, the guy the guy harasses her on the date. And kicks her out as he lives across the street. So he just goes over there and beats him in his own driveway. But yeah, he doesn't. Henry doesn't fuck around. But he's also screwing himself up because he's doing all the junk that he's selling, which is what Jimmy's getting pissed off about. But then, of course, comes the another infamous heist. Oh, we also got to talk about how Maury gets involved. The friggin' wigs. Who, like, immediately his wig falls off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, this, of course, is the LaFanza heist, which happened at JFK. And this is, uh, it was about $6 million in cash and almost a million in jewelry. <clears throat> it was the largest cash robbery in American soil at that time. And uh, because Maury helps orchestrate it, he thinks he's a big shot now. And this is all big hush hush because he like Polly wasn't seen on it. it yeah. and they weren't going to pay their tribute, right? And the FBI is watching them, so of course people are screwing up. Um, oh yeah, the freaking party ain't for it and fucking because yeah. uh, well, Johnny roast beef bring buys his brand new car for his wife, trying to plug it off as a wedding present, and Jimmy flips out at him for that. <clears throat> and then Sonny buys his wife, like, this expensive new fur coat. Like, right after he's done tearing Johnny a new one and he finally calms down, freaking, uh, not, not Sonny, oh, what the hell is his name? Carbone walks in with his wife with a brand new fur coat. He's like, what did I tell you? Don't be stupid. And
0: then two minutes later, he, g- he gives Henry a taste of his part. And what does Henry do? Gives the biggest freaking Christmas for his family ever. About
1: <laughs> ah, the most expensive tree they
0: got. <laughs> uh Oh, they're all fucking
1: uh, dumbasses. See, but he's but he's super worried about. But Jimmy tells him not to worry because uh, Tommy's gonna get made, and Tommy is the only one of them that can get made because uh, he's pure blooded Italian. That's they like they one the biggest things. I think
0: before that, Jimmy start like Jimmy got so pissed at everybody else that he starts killing them all
1: off. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right because. Um, Henry becomes the nervous wreck from his uh, cocaine and insomnia, and it's not helping because Jimmy's killing everybody else off that did the heist. Right, Jimmy killed, yeah. Carbone's frozen in the meat truck. It's like the guy that it well, took first him they,
0: two, took him two days to thaw him out before they could
1: realize how he died. <laughs> like, the, um, <clears throat> well, Maury gets stabbed in the back of the head. Oh, they and they kill they kill Sam Jackson stacks he's in his little apartment and yeah. Tommy shows up he's like uh, you were supposed to be ready an hour ago thought you had one of your bitches in here yeah I did where's she <laughs> that was so funny uh, come on you're gonna be late to your own fucking funeral and then he kills him and like, come on let's make that coffee to go <laughs> Carbone starts walking out the coffee pot He's like what are you doing it's a joke put the coffee pot down
0: <laughs> but yeah, but yeah was- he
1: kills but he kills Johnny roast beef and his wife in the car that he There's bought her. freaking, like, kid finds him. Yeah. He kills, uh... He's got the one guy in the in the trash bin. They found I Carbone. got two guys in the, the trash bin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he cuts off... He cuts off all the ties. And Jimmy's really flipping all out All that's left is Jimmy, Henry, and... And Tommy, so... Yeah. And then, uh... Tommy goes to get made. But when he walks in on the ceremony... They uh, they kill him instead, which is a retribution kill for the Billy Bats murder, which was actually pretty clever on their part. So, and when uh, so of course Jimmy finds out and he's really upset about it. There was a and then uh, because he realized that because
0: because they can't get made because they are not full. full, Yeah, because they got they're not not FBI's and right, they're uh, not. So they can't be made. So. Basically, the idea was going to be if Tommy was made, then they were, quote-unquote, made by association. So they could do almost anything they wanted, and they would just hide behind Tommy, and Tommy would be like, well, I'm a made man, so fuck you.
1: Right. Because Jimmy was the brains. Yep. Jimmy was the brains, and Tommy was the brawn. Tommy was the fucking asshole. That's the asshole, Ron. Yeah, this is this is still my favorite Joe Pesci role of all time, though, because this is Joe Pesci at his most Joe Pesciest. His <laughs> Pesciest. His Pesciest. Yeah. So Henry gets pinched on. He's so nervous about the FBI pinching him for this, but what actually happens is he gets pinched off of his drug deal. Oh, that like last day
0: where he sees the helicopter. Everyone's like oh, yeah. paranoid, but the helicopter actually was
1: following him around the whole time. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't anything FBI related. It was it there was an arcs. So of course when they go to raid their house, Karen flushes everything that they have left so they won't find it. And Henry you know, Henry flips out because he realizes he's completely screwed now. He went behind everyone's back, he did everything he's not supposed to, and now he needs something for his family. So he does the only thing he can do. He confesses everything to Pauly and Pauly is pissed off, but he takes pity on him and he gives him like 3,200, which won't even be enough to cover the casket. And then he goes, now I'm turning my back on you. And then, uh, so basically here's money and run yeah. while you can cause you will die. Soon. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Karen goes to Jimmy and Jimmy's pissed off, like he expected, but, uh, He's telling her, everything's going to be okay. We'll take care of you. Oh, but I got some really nice dresses in that that shop, so go check it out. And, like, she realizes that it's not a shop, and they all hush when they see her at the door. So she takes off instead. And it's like, so now what are we going to do? Because Jimmy wants him to go to do a job in Florida, and there's no way he's coming back from that. So witness protection witness protection program. And Henry, uh, Henry rats on all his friends and doesn't keep his mouth shut. And now he's just an average schnook. But, uh, and in the end, we realized that the real Henry Hill, he, although he has been clean since 1987. And of course, we, as you guys know, the real Henry Hill died in 2012, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he basically did not keep quiet after this, and him and Karen separated in 1989. Uh, Pauly Paulie died of respiratory illness at Fourth Works Federal Prison in 1988, and Jimmy was still serving a 20-to-life sentence in New York. 2004 was the first time he might actually be eligible for parole. I don't believe he ever received that parole. I think he's still, as far as I know, he is still, uh, oh, no, no, he is dead as well. He died, he actually died in 1996. Okay. He would have been eligible for parole in 2004. But, yeah, 1996 is when he passed away because he developed either lung or stomach cancer. They're not they're not sure. Yes. All right. And that, of course, was Goodfellas, one of the best. And it's a Scorsese film, so it's good. And, Dan, overall opinion? as I think you've, you've covered it a little bit, but big thumbs up? Yeah. Big thumbs up, bro. The good bros. Indeed. All right, so here's some fun facts about Goodfellas. According to the real Henry Hill... Uh, Joe Pesci's portrayal of Tommy DeSimon, which was, of course, Tommy DeVito in the movie, was roughly 90 to 99 percent accurate. The only difference was that the real Tommy was massively built strapping man. Pesci, he's five for four. So now uh, do you think I'm funny scene? Well, Pesci acted that out for Martin Scorsese it was based on a story when he was working as a restaurant as a young man. He once told the mobster that he was funny, and the mobster became very angry. So Scorsese actually had Pesci and Ray Leo to improvise the entire scene so the other actors' reactions would be genuine. His, his laughs in this movie. Oh, they're great. Um, the legendary steady cam shot. Well, <laughs> Scorsese was denied permission to go through the front, so he just set it up to go through the kitchen instead. And everything was improvised. (laughs) After Joe Pesci's mother saw the film, she told her son, the movie was good, but did you have to curse so much? Oh, and uh, in the film, Pesci's mother is played by the mother of Martin Scorsese. Uh. The IRL mom. Um, Robert De Niro and and Henry Hill actually talked so that De Niro could get down Jimmy's character. Down to certain details, like how he would hold a cigarette. Uh, Scorsese was so involved in every detail of the cast's wardrobe that he tied (laughs) Leota's tie himself to make sure it was accurate for the setting. Sheesh. Um, One of the characters that Henry introduces to the bar, his name is Fat Andy. He's actually played by a former ex-NYPD detective whose father, uncle, and cousin had all been in the mafia. (laughs) Um, January 2014, several NYC organized crime figures were arrested as part of a federal investigation into a series of unsolved crimes, the most famous, of course. The Lufthansa robbery. Uh, Al Pacino turned down the role that Robert De Niro took because he didn't want to be typecasted. But the same year, he played Big Boy Caprice in Dick Tracy. So, yeah. And he says, yeah, I regret that decision. It's unknown how the actual mobsters who were acted as extras got their paychecks because they gave fake social security numbers to Warner Brothers. <laughs> Three hundred and twenty-one uses of the word "fuck," about half of which are said by one actor. Guess which? Can you guess which one? Uh, Lorraine Bracco. <laughs> yes. Uh, Martin Scorsese was inspired by this really low-budget commercial that used to run in New York City, so that's how he filmed the uh, Maury's Wigs commercial. He actually hired uh, spokesperson, ad spokesperson Stephen Pacca to direct the ad. It was the first shot made for the film, and the only shot in the film not directed by Scorsese.
0: You can even go swimming in them.
1: Okay, uh, let's get to the, the spoily facts here. Because there's some interesting things. We already mentioned how uh, Scorsese's mother pl- plays Tommy's mother. Um, oh, and she ad- the whole dinner scene was ad libbed. Of course it was. And uh, his father, Charles Scorsese, plays Vinny, the prisoner who puts too many onions into tomato sauce. <laughs> but he's also the one who actually kills Tommy. Uh, Henry Hill <laughs> revealed his true identity after the witness protection Pro- or after this movie came out, and as a result, the witness protection program kicked him out. But he- and the reason he stayed alive? Well, he's surprised too. But he feels like it's because everybody from that era was either in jail or dead. Yes, uh, the whole Tommy killing spider scene, which was Christopher Moltisanti, was improvised except for one line, which was, "Why don't you go fuck yourself." And despite that this is a pretty bloody movie, um, there's only ten on-screen deaths. Actually, no, there's only five on-screen deaths and only ten bodies shown. Not bad for a monster film. But yes. All right, so should we talk about what we're doing next week for Talkies? It comes earlier every year. It really does. Well, here's the thing. Next week is Thanksgiving. And I have a tradition every year on Thanksgiving of watching a little movie called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And, of course, that tradition is going to continue. So we're going to review it next week. And that might end up being the longest review we've ever done. We're going to do every joke. Oh, we are doing every joke by far. You can't see the line, can you, Russ? Can I take something out for you? (laughs) Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. No shit. Oh, yeah, we're doing all all the jokes. All right, so next week, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This, This is going to start our Christmas movie month. We're actually going to be reviewing, well, we're going to be reviewing four Christmas movies this year. Miracle on 34th Street, the original. A Christmas Story christmas week and it's a wonderful life for new years but in the middle of that well we have to because episode seven is coming out we're doing all six star wars movies all the movies
0: all Irony. The, we're doing those three three at a time
1: three at a time yeah yes and Excuse uh me. maybe who the hell knows maybe we'll do the holiday special too oh <laughs> i own that but, you yes, do i do of course, I, of course, are you surprised at all? B. Arthur's in that. Yes, she is. And Harvey Corman. And Harvey Corman. <laughs> and uh, uh, what's his name? Art. <laughs> I almost said Art Bar, <laughs> But no, he's <laughs> definitely not in that. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Art somebody. Damn, I can't remember. All right, anyway. Uh, yes, so Goodfellas was awesome. Next week, Christmas vacation. Time to get into the spirit, you guys. And it, it is Thanksgiving, so next week's episode will definitely come a little late. But that's okay, because Thanksgiving, you should be with your families anyway and eat lots of turkey. I'm having Goblin. ghetto Thanksgiving. Awesome. Ghetto Thanksgiving
0: sounds it's awesome. It's going to be banquet chicken, Instamash, stove top nice. stuffing. Nice. Because it's just my sister and I. Everyone else is going away, but my sister has to work because she works with Target.
1: So. Aw. Oh, that's, uh, that's bull. I hate that. I really do. But that's a whole different story. Anyway, that was good, fellas. Thank you all for tuning in. Y'all are good fellas for continuing to tune in. Seamus approves.